0: Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by MUBI, a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe for your free 30-day trial. Go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast for filmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Michael Snydell.
1: Whoa! That, that brought me back to driving in the car with my
0: mom when I was really young. She would always <laughs> listen to that song. I had <laughs> a like, plethora of like, 50s and 60s music that involved a man singing about a woman who did not exist. <laughs> what was of, of questionable corporeal reality. I was like, what was going on back then? That's sure depressing as I think about it.
1: <sighs>
2: <sighs>
3: I want a shirt that says of questionable corporeal reality. <laughs> like, that would be amazing. Just walk around with that.
0: I am... Um, Uh, Is there is there a place that I could do that? Because there was like seven different T-shirts that we've said we were going to have. And while I am almost positive no one would buy our merch, questionable corporeal reality might be one that sells.
4: I think so. I mean, yeah, there's there's like, yeah, all sorts of I think it's called Redbubble. Uh, definitely makes like custom t-shirts and they only do it by like order so they're not gonna like make a hundred of them just because oh so they're like a
0: drop ship like made to order kind of
4: yeah you
3: upload your designs to it and then you can have it like on a bag on a sticker on a shirt they do they do
4: some yeah crazy shit because yeah you can like a lot of times when Ever i've like looked at like custom shirts people are always like oh hey i'd like that but it's either in black white or gray and it's like i don't want to wear any of those colors and i'm like <laughs> here's this other website that has a thousand fucking colors you want to like, wear oh. a color other than gray or black that's weird
0: yeah what the hell's wrong with you <laughs>
4: <don't know>. look <laughs> this isn't for me right?
0: Okay? <laughs> um So that was a that's a great completely unsolicited, unendorsed <laughs> plug for Redbubble. Apparently, <laughs> maybe I will go on I'm there and really make glad a I shirt. Didn't say just Red
4: Tube. So
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, that's something else. You just you just did. you just did <laughs> it. I did. I know. I
2: know.
1: (laughs) I'm talking
4: about when when I first said it. That's that's what I was hoping. Because that's what immediately popped into my head when I started saying red. I was like, no, don't say that. (laughs) What What is your life like?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's kind of worrying. Every (laughs) time I
0: start to say red, I say belt, and then I just start hitting people. (laughs) (laughs) Saying platitudes. Um (laughs) Anyway, you can tell it's going to be a great episode because our guest <laughs> has already derailed us. Before I even said, we're also joined by Bill Graham.
4: <laughs> yes. Uh, I am best known for being really good at the genius version of Trivial Pursuit.
0: As, <laughs> Thank you. I cannot...
3: Oh my god, we're already in the good jokes.
0: Even Even as a joke, Bill, oh, that does not fly because I cannot believe that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Wow.
0: you have on multiple occasions said of yourself that you have goldfish brain <laughs> yes, this is true, right, yeah, so like you might know like theoretical quantum physics or whatever, but like the concept of you being able to maintain a piece of trivia eludes me. <laughs> Anyway, uh, our guest today to help us talk about I'm um, thinking of ending things is Mary Beth McAndrews, a bisexual, self-proclaimed cryptozoologist. Mary Beth, welcome to the program.
3: Thank you so much for introducing me like that. I really appreciate it, and I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Did
0: we I are... miss
1: when we said that bio? Was
3: <laughs> yeah, you must have missed that. I, I, that's oh, my Twitter okay. bio. And I was like, please introduce. I was like, you know what? I'm used to being introduced, like, oh, she's a writer, blah, blah, blah. But I want my favorite bio. And that is <laughs> bisexual self proclaimed cryptozoologist. I'm also oh, a writer, that's but like, that's a not important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's no. a foot to start on. I was like, oh, okay, Brian, editorializing. <laughs> 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 he
3: just guessed that about me and got it right. I just wanted.
0: <laughs> she was when we were talking she was so instantly cool that i was like what's the coolest possible profession a bisexual self-proclaimed cryptozoologist a cryptozoologist who has no official capacity you know no not at all. you're no, a rogue just, you're on you're on the move you're like the private eye of the crypto world
3: i would love you know what that would be amazing if that was a real job i would take it but unfortunately i don't think it is
0: i think we can sell that pilot to fox and they will air six <laughs> episodes and we will be canceled <laughs>
3: That's okay. As long as I get six episodes. It's better than zero. I'll take it. <laughs> All right.
0: And then we can be part of my spinoff podcast where I talk about one season wonder shows that didn't even get to fill out their whole season.
3: Oh my God. That's probably too many that I would make me sad.
4: <laughs> I had to Google cryptozoology. So I did, too. That's... What
2: is wrong with you <laughs> uh, two? Not-
3: God. Come on, Bigfoot, Mothman, the Fresno Nightcrawler.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. This, this is fun. Was this M- Mbembe? Why don't you Google it since you're looking at it? I guess so. Is that how I say it? Maybe I want to ask how do I actually say it? What the fuck is this thing? Congo River <laughs> Basin.
3: <laughs> so are you? Yeah, to just... <laughs> I think that's a version of Bigfoot.
4: I no,
0: know no, 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 no. This is a lizard.
4: Oh, a lizard. Oh! This is like Loch Ness
0: over mm-hmm. in the Congo.
3: That's right.
0: America exactly. doesn't have enough big lizards. I will say that
3: don't have enough big lizard.
0: europe gets all the dragons and shit like our big lizard i guess would maybe be like champ or chessie yeah that's assuming that they are a saurian and not some sort of eel i
4: i, I don't even know what chessie is what the fuck is chessie, chessie is oh,
0: the nessie of the chesapeake bay
4: okay all right that I, I like how we just are constantly referring to nessie as as the thing I guess I guess everybody knows about Loch Ness. I mean, they did a Scooby-Doo episode on it, so, you know.
0: The, the Nessie and, of X is like the elevator pitch. It's like Die Hard on a boat. It's like Nessie, but yeah. in a different body of water.
3: Yep. Yeah, Werner Herzog did that whole found footage movie about incident at Loch Ness. Did he? Wow. Oh, he, he did a whole, it was, it's, a, it's found footage, but it's like, he makes it like a documentary and it's about him looking for the Loch Ness monster
0: that's awesome that sounds incredible I He should uh, partner with
4: james cameron and they can make a four-hour documentary about it in 3d
0: i would watch every second second. i that. would
3: watch every yeah. second of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to admit that i would watch every <laughs> second of that documentary
1: so we I, are here today i just st- want to say you guys led me to deviant
0: art so i'm mad <laughs> wait a second don't blame me for that. You you started I with the word CryptoZoology. I,
1: I wanted to see a picture of m Mukele Just stick to
4: Wikipedia, Mike. Don't don't get off. Never click
0: a deviant art link.
4: I didn't mean to know what
2: cryptozoology was.
4: Just just keep keep safe search on and stick to
0: Wikipedia. you you will be safe there. I am retroactively horrified that I have hosted this podcast with you two guys for I don't even know how long at this point, And you both didn't know what cryptozoology was.
4: Look, we, we know you like looking into that shit, but we didn't. We, I've never heard you use that phrase.
0: <sighs> and I've talked about the flat earth so much, but somehow I never said the phrase cryptozoology. Anyway, uh, again, we are ostensibly here to talk about <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things. The new film. From writer, director Charlie Kaufman, uh, based on the novel by Ian Reed. Before we get into that, uh, all the usual stuff you can find us on Twitter at Film Stage Show, Facebook, The Film Stage Show. Uh, go to patreon.com slash The Film Show to give us your money. For as little as $1 an episode, you get access to our super cool Slack channel, as well as first crack at all of our raffles and such. Um, what else? Email us podcastfilmstage.com. And don't forget that we are brought to you by Movie. <clears throat> there's some great stuff on movie right now which of course is a uh, curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe and so on that note we have edward yang who show shen and new taiwanese cinema um a bunch of films uh from new taiwanese cinema on there right now we have edward yang's the terrorizers which is as follows in taipei The marital crisis between an emotionally stunted writer and a careerist doctor is mysteriously intertwined with the story of a photographer and a petty criminal. Police cars speed through the streets of the metropolis, helpless witnesses to new and violent social contradictions. This movie sounds incredible, and I am excited to check out these films from Taiwan, uh, which aside from Ang Lee, I feel is an underrepresented country in most people's uh, cinematic world map. So check it out. There's a bunch of other great stuff. The Unusual Subjects is back. Their uh, documentary series, they have obit. Every morning, a small staff of obituary writers at the New York Times deposits the details of three or four extraordinary lives into the cultural memory. Each life story spun amid the daily beat of war, politics, and football scores. What do we choose to remember? What never dies. So check that out for a free 30-day trial of MUBI. All you got to do is go to mu bi.com slash film again that is m u com slash film and now is the time before we get into our review where we talk about how we're all doing in the quarantine um let's see if they have any updates for us uh michael Snydell, bill graham any new fun interesting stuff going on in your life right now
1: we got a new air conditioner so that's, that's hey
0: good. That's boy good. oh boy do I feel that? <laughs> <laughs> my air conditioner died on Friday. No. It has been a mild weekend, but it's getting hotter. And uh, shit! Oh my god! Uh, luckily, I have one that may be installed on Tuesday.
4: Okay, there you go. it's nice.
0: expensive.
4: Yes, I, uh, I I feel like my 1997 AC unit on the exterior of our house uh, probably needs to. Uh, I, I might need to push that that forward a little bit and go ahead and get get on top of that um yeah now now i'm fucking nervous so My, uh, thanks for that
0: Bill. i can beat you mine is from
4: 1984 Oh, okay. well older you, also than I live, am. you also live in an area that uh doesn't get like 100 degrees very often not as right?
0: often as texas correct but yeah, I, yeah. literally look i broke i called a technician and he came out looked at my machine and said whoa like, <laughs> and then he you said
4: he, what year what year was it
0: 1984 it is older than 80, i
4: am 84. Wow. Yeah, that's uh that's an old ass unit man yeah, i don't know I don't too many of those so yeah
0: but so aside from that and uh, working at the Sillery, nothing new in my life. Mary Beth, how has the COVID situation been treating you?
3: Um, you know, it's been, it's, it's been weird and I've tried to find silver linings. I've gotten obsessed with found footage horror and I've been watching it nonstop. So that's been pretty cool. So, I mean, that's pretty much the marker of my quarantine. I'm watching a lot of horror movies.
0: Are there any that you would like uh, to plug?
3: Oh God. Yes. Um, <laughs> So webcast found footage British folklore, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah,
0: folklore. So cool. I have been a
3: eva- bit. I have been ev- evangelizing this, this movie for a long time. Also, Murder, Death, Korea Town. I just watched last night, and it's like David Lynch found footage. It is just so bizarre, but I highly recommend it. I also looked on that Amazon up because
1: you were talking about that on Twitter and I'm like oh my god I need to watch this immediately
3: <laughs> it's so bizarre and like I can see how people don't like it but it, it is like it feels like Mulholland Drive found footage it's so fucking bizarre but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it so
0: that is definitely a pitch I, um...
3: <laughs> I know I was like it's either going to sell people or make people run away from it and that's okay
0: I am scared <laughs> and I am excited so yeah I'm definitely going to check that out that's a good that
3: way out. to describe it <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: all right it was a quick easy little update um glad to hear that things aren't appreciably worse for anyone and now we can get into our feature review which again is i'm thinking of ending things the newest film written and directed by charlie kaufman based on the novel by ian reed this movie stars jesse Plemons, jesse buckley david thewlis tony collette and um, other people that we will talk about later i am sure And here is the trailer.
4: Jake, my boyfriend. It's snowing. Winter is coming on.
2: We have a real connection. A rare and intense attachment. I've never experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. Huh? What? Did you say something? I don't think so. Weird. (laughs) I'm visiting
0: Jake's parents for the first time. All right. That is a piece of the trailer for I'm Thinking of Ending Things, this new movie on Netflix now. Let's talk about it. How would you describe this film, Brian,
1: I just, for I just the uninitiated? Uh, <laughs>
0: First off,
3: this trailer has like is not good at giving you an introduction of this movie. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I am.
0: Um, happy. No. <laughs> I, I recently, especially uh as we've just been plucking things from Netflix and online and lesser-known things, I've just been like avoiding watching trailers, especially because I'm not going to movie theaters, so I'm not forced to watch them, and. This is one of those situations like Margaret, where I see the movie and then I see the trailer and I just think, who said yes to this? <laughs> why, why is this sure. how you chose to present this? Um, and partially it makes sense because if you present this movie as it actually is, I don't know that anyone would feel compelled to watch it. Um, but yeah, that's just a crazy ass trailer. Um, as, as far as Michael, how would I describe this movie? Uh, in terms of plot, uh, a, a girlfriend and boyfriend... <laughs> undergo a long, 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 long car trip to see his uh, family at a farm where they talk and stuff happens, and then they try to drive home. That's pretty simple. Yes, totally simple. Um, We are here to discuss this movie, and we do so as always in our spoiler-free section with our nutshell thoughts, and then we move into spoilers, and we will begin with our guest, Marybeth, what did you think of I'm Thinking of Ending Things?
3: So I watched this movie, went grocery shopping, and then had a panic attack in the grocery store thinking about my own mortality. So that should be a pretty good way to explain to you how I feel about this movie.
0: (laughs) That is an endorsement
3: question, Mike? It is an endorsement. (laughs) I have a tendency to love movies that make me feel so emotionally intense. I, I absolutely adore this movie. I love Charlie Kaufman and i'm very excited to share all of my spoilery feelings about this this movie but i really absolutely enjoyed it all right i mean i feel like enjoyed is the wrong word for what the emotions i experienced while watching it but like
2: Like you feel
0: like you got something out of it yeah like Like i really i'm glad
3: i watched the film
0: okay awesome michael Snydell, what did you think of i'm thinking of ending things
1: yeah, you know, I was I was curious about this one. Charlie Kaufman is someone who I don't always get along with, like even Eternal Sunshine of film. I really like uh, I, the dialogue is still something that I, I trip over a little bit sometimes. And um, Synecdoche. Yeah, sorry. He directed Synecdoche, New York, Anomalisa and this, I, I believe. Yeah. And then Spike Jones did Adaptation, which he also did the script for. Sorry, I just want to make sure I have my. Uh, credits uh, in my head uh, Anyways though So Anomalisa was something I really disliked But I was really excited about this one Because of the cast uh, I've really liked Jesse Buckley Since I saw her in a, a film called Wild Rose Yes uh, Which is yeah, which is about a Scottish country star um, And Yes, yeah, so I've really liked her And then she showed up in things like Chernobyl And, and uh, Good Bit Parts Um, And Jesse Plemons is is someone I really like. Uh, And Thulis is always a weird eccentric presence. So I I went into this hoping I was going to like it a little bit more and not be bothered by some of the Kaufman things. And I think the thing is is just too much of the monologues here feel kind of stiff. For me, in, in a way that I don't think is always intentional, like Clemens, uh, you know, like it's pretty internally in the film. He's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> like he is constantly, you know, referencing pieces of literature and uh, poetry and films. And it's just like he's really a person who just seems to have this inventory of knowledge that he can uh, flaunt any time and i I guess what it was for me is i really like when this uh got into this kind of like surrealism that it wasn't really drawing attention to you you know like compared to something like eternal sunshine which is very clearly like dynamically changing a space uh this is a lot more um like hey spot the difference like hey, that costume seemed to change color at some points. Um, so yeah, I, I like some of that stuff. I just, I found the dialogue too dense to wade through without being rewarding uh, enough. But I I like some of the big swings this takes and I'm interested to talk to people, not just for interpretations, but um, just I'm very curious where everybody's at and whether they like or dislike these characters.
0: Cause I'm wondering how personal <laughs> that
1: is. All right.
0: Bill Graham. What about yourself?
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, Brian. I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't know what the fuck to think about this. Um, I think at some point while I was clicking on it in, in Netflix, it said drama and I was like, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I didn't know how to get on this film's leg length for a while, and then it just kind of grabbed me once they arrive at the parents' house, um, and I found myself kind of uh, f- following, falling into its kind of rhythms and stuff like that. Um, I really enjoyed bits and pieces of this I would say um, and that's the the issue is that overall this feels a little I guess disjointed on purpose and because of that it's alienating on purpose um, that being said I think some people are really going to fucking love this um, but yeah I really enjoyed bits and pieces of it um, that's about it that's all I want to say for right now
0: all right. <clears throat> I feel bad because I feel like uh Mary Beth and I really hit it off and now I have to say that I hated this movie. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm sorry. Um great.
3: well we I mean a friendship was building, but I guess, you know, good things kept look I would
0: have disappointed me. you at some point anyway. It's better that it's happening now and it's better that it's happening in this way than like me forgetting okay, to pick you up from the like a- airport. <laughs>
4: That's, that sounds like uh, Lucy's uh, <laughs> like <laughs> phrase in this movie we'll, several see, times. You know, although I don't know if her name is Lucy as well. So it's, uh, it's you know.
0: young woman, Lucia, Lucia, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of she has a lot of names. Um, damn, this would have been a great point to throw in the audio of Don Draper drunkenly telling a computer person, "You have many names," <laughs> <laughs> but um. It's like my, one of my top five moments in that show. Um, I, I still love that's what the money's
2: for.
4: That's
0: what the money's for is number one. It has yeah. to be. Um, <laughs> I uh, This is a stupid story that I'll just say so I can keep from having to talk about this movie briefly. <laughs> you I, are <laughs> I, uh I once realized that there's a dinosaur called an iguanodon and his name is Don Draper. So I spent like 15 minutes on my phone photoshopping a iguanodon Draper which was just a picture of Iguanodon behind Don <laughs> Draper's desk. And I said, how will people know that this is Don Draper? And so the subtitle of my picture said, that's what the money's for. Um,
3: there
0: you go. Great. Does that exist anywhere on the internet that I can find it? Uh, maybe. I think DBN I tweeted Art. it. <laughs> 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 yes, it's on <laughs> DeviantArt. Um, I think I tweeted it. I probably can find it again and then just tweet it again. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make it happen. Um, Anyway, this movie. I don't know, man. Like, I just, like that's the thing. Me saying, like, I was going to disappoint you sometime and, like, you know, better now. Like, that's... My brain works that way. Like, I should be on board for this movie. And maybe I just find myself insufferable to the point that I cannot watch this movie. Um, but I don't even find it, like, insightful about the insufferability of people like me. <laughs> and... <laughs> I just I found the machinations of the aesthetics and the narrative kind of just like infuriating because there is at the heart of this a story worth telling and a a meaningful look at like the way that we live life and how we interpret the people around us. But it's as though Charlie Kaufman is like bored by people who have feelings, and the only way that he can access any interest is through creating these weird little puzzle box realities, which is crazy. I loved Anomalisa. Like, that was a really good movie. But now I'm, like, watching this movie, I'm just like, oh, I get it. I get why people hated that movie, because it's a clever conceit, but I don't know that it has anything new to say. It's just interesting to see it formalized in the way that it is in this movie and in this this particular movie i'm thinking of ending things i did not like the way it was formalized i did not like the way that it was done and at the end of the movie's two hour and 16 minute running time i felt cheated out of very necessary vacuuming and mopping time um there's just like I'm sitting. This is another problem, and this is something that I've brought up more and more on this 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 podcast. I I I miss movie theaters so goddamn much, guys. Like, if I had seen this in a movie theater, I probably wouldn't like it, but I might not have felt so angry at it.
4: Sure. Um, well, and I mean, it, I I definitely get this because like you're sitting down in your house, and it's right. like could i be doing something else right now that's productive versus like and and i understand because at first uh, like i was struggling to get on this film's rhythms for such a long time that i was like oh shit am I gonna have to just like turn this (laughs) off and like and like text the guys and be like no let's not um and then like I I found the rhythms and then I started enjoying it so I definitely understand like it is it is such an infuriating process right now to watch a movie at home and have other things that you are thinking about wanting to go do like that is for anyone that doesn't really get the movie theater experience, that's what it is. It's right, it's, it's basically it's basically going to a party where everybody doesn't have a cell phone. And, and it's like, okay, fuck it. Like <laughs> we're gonna talk to each other, you know? Right, and it's I, like, I like
0: feeling trapped with the movie, and that's a weird way to put it. But even movies that I like, I like feeling trapped with them. Like I have no absolutely. recourse. But I'm sitting in my my warm living room. <laughs> with the ceiling fan on and you know my life is i have a daughter and a dog and a cat and those three things are a tornado that every day Mm -hmm. rips apart my living room and so i'm sitting there watching this movie listening to these characters talk about these things and i i look down at my floor and i see a tumbleweed of husky fur just (laughs) just roll by (laughs) and my brain immediately is like Let's turn off the movie and let's vacuum. And I'm like, we can't do that. I need to watch this for the podcast. And this is also a director and a writer who I have liked so many of his films in the past, like Being John Malkovich, Anomalisa, Eternal Sunshine Spotless Mind, Adaptation. You know, mm-hmm. like we should really check this movie out. And my brain is like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I see a footprint on the floor. Your daughter clearly went outside and tracked some dirt into the house. Wouldn't you just love to break out the mop and take care of that thing? And I'm just like, shut up! I need to watch this stupid goddamn movie. So, my yeah. heart is did slowly like,
3: like melting out of my body. I'm so sad.
0: <laughs> I and and so I'm trying it's to so sad. <laughs> I'm trying to get my visceral reaction out of the way up front because I think that there is stuff to talk about in this movie, and I'm not one of these people who's like i didn't get it it was dumb like blah blah i just it's not pitched at my level and i could not get on its wavelength as bill eventually did and i just i i said on our slack you know hey i think this is like the the rare movie where i would have preferred if like the main character had just monologued dead into the camera because Mm -hmm. i feel like i would have gotten more humanity from that than i did from this particular movie and um Yes, I'm not a fan, Uh, which is, again, crazy because I've liked so much of his work in the past and I don't know how to define what went wrong this time. But I'm hoping that through a spirited discussion with people who run the gamut on this film from love it to just kind of ambivalent, I will be able to further crystallize my ideas. (laughs) So there we are. Um... Should we just sh- should we just jump into spoilers? I mean, like, can oh, we talk about this <laughs> without?
3: <laughs> well, and before we jump in, I will just say I didn't I didn't do myself justice in talking about why I love this movie. Okay. I I was immediately on its wavelength. Um, I have a lot I want to talk about with this movie in terms of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: I'm very curious if there's like me watching it as a woman is different as compared to watching it as a man
2: that is curious yeah yeah
3: and like i mean i don't mean that in a bad way but just like i think there are some things that i took out of this that are also very personal i think a lot of this movie felt very personal to me from my own experience as well and i have like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is one of my favorite movies of all time and so i'm very excited to talk about this and like it's kind of a version of that movie i think
0: yeah absolutely (laughs) this movie is 100 in conversation with a lot of his work, and a lot of other people's work. Um, Synecdoche,
1: for sure. We haven't mentioned that one, but yeah. it has to be said.
0: I have not watched Synecdoche, New York.
1: I wonder whether you'll like that one, I Brian. Literally this is the literally I'd know. say. This one seems like the most, like, I'm thinking of ending things, in, in my opinion. Would you guys agree with that? If you were going to compare this the most to another Kaufman?
4: I haven't I'm seen Synecdoche either, so <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ.
4: But, yeah. I've, I, but here we go. So it's I've fine. seen John I've seen the adaptation, I've seen Eternal Sunshine, and I've seen Anomalisa. So get off my back,
0: Brian. I'm so glad that you've seen more Kaufman than you've seen Malik. <laughs> actually no i'm not glad can about you, that that's horrifying to me <laughs> what's wrong with you
1: can you recite woodsworth as well no i no
0: Get yeah bill let's test your memory can you say, say the entirety of bone dog
1: <laughs> what bone dog, bone dog. oh, oh no, my no, god it's that bone dog it's a bone something isn't it
0: it's, no it's uh, bone dog thank you it's bone marybeth
3: bone it's bone dog yeah, it's
0: Bone Dog. It's a dog of bone. I don't
2: I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> was trying yeah, to
1: you know. catch Brian being wrong at something.
0: Good luck. To... <laughs> it's been three years and it's never happened. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, right. I didn't That's like, like this movie, movie, but I paid very close attention to it. So I should be able to talk intelligently about its its pieces. I just won't be able to say anything good about them George, um
3: i will say this movie made me feel kind of stupid
0: i so yeah I, i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm wondering that about it that made
2: me feel fucking stupid
0: <laughs> right because like there's there's a lot of i won't call them reveals but there's a lot of moments in this movie where you realize that people are saying things that are like other people's words and yeah. so i'm like should i have known this was a a poem by eva hd like should i have known that, that was like a pauline kale thing should I have known mm-hmm, that this no. whole speech was lifted from Beautiful Mind? Like, I don't Wait, know. what?
2: Which one is that? <laughs> yeah, which one is that?
0: Well, it's a, it's spoilers.
3: <laughs> okay, we'll talk maybe. Um, Wait, fine. yeah, I feel like I had to I did feel like I had to do a lot of research before seeing this movie, and I hadn't done any of it. It was almost like going to class <laughs> when you didn't do your homework or the reading, and you're like, shit, I'm so lost.
0: Right, like, I... Like,
3: I was like, I should have read the book. I should have watched A Woman Under the Influence. I should have read all this shit. Like, it should come like a study
2: guide, when I will
0: I, say. When I moved to Texas, I, um, I was in trigonometry or something. And when I went to Texas, I tested out of it. Um, and then they moved me, like, straight into calculus. And I'm sitting there in calculus. And the, the teacher says, like, now sine times cosine is. And everyone in the class just spat out a number and i was like what the fuck where did you get that number from What did that come from and then i had, like i felt too ashamed to turn to someone and ask like is that real like what happened like what does that even mean like it's 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 this is like a code like this can't be real like is that an actual thing that just happened and um that's how i felt during some of this movie cuz i'd hear someone say something and then i'd later on find out that it's not those words. That was from someone else like Pauline Kale or again, A Beautiful Mind. Um, I don't know Oklahoma that well. So mm-hmm. I just. I know, <laughs> about I, know, I know a
4: little of Oklahoma because of Watchmen. <laughs>
0: right. That's it. That's all I've got. I know that Judd's <laughs> that was, dead yeah. and we're running out of ice. <laughs> I know that Oklahoma's where the wind blows, sweeping down the plains. That's about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so there, so I'll, I'll say for anyone who's coming to this, uh, podcast, hoping for an explanation, I will just plug the slate spoiler special on this movie because there is a lot of information and I don't know that it made me like this movie anymore, but it did. I do.
4: I do like that podcast. They do. They do a really good job of like, here's all the things that you should have either caught or stuff like that. And they actually like do like a lengthy discussion usually it's like an hour hour and a half of just like straight them talking about it
0: and unlike us it never devolves into what if basil <laughs> rathbone was on jackass no yes that's, that's true so anyway <laughs> so yeah so i'm i'm uh, i'm looking forward to talking about this movie just and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to keep my uh my anger tamp down i'm gonna try to hold back uh insulting anyone openly <laughs> Good. So good. you're going to yeah.
4: be on your base, best behavior. Best Thanks, behavior. Right? Yes. Um, Which I've never seen. If so there was, good luck. if there was
0: no guest here, this would be a fucking napalming. But I'm not going to do it.
3: Oh no! Now I, I'm almost curious what that would look like, though. Now that you no, said it. Okay. No, you're okay, not. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. I, you guys, I default to you.
0: You don't want to be here for that. It's not a good time. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're here right now. <laughs>
4: You're our safe space. The parents are
0: arguing, and the kid walks into the room. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> uh, oh
2: boy! Like a couple's okay. about
0: to argue, but then they realize they have guests. Um, unless you're the couple that I lived with right after college.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Brian! We're talking about the movie. No more stories.
0: <laughs> no, I've got to keep telling stories, so I don't have to talk about this movie. Um, but yeah, our, so so we've we've talked a bit. I think it's good that we uh, now move into spoilers. Because I am almost Hi. positive that's what most people who are listening to this podcast are here for. Because uh, I imagine there are people out there who might be uh, experiencing some confusion and uncertainty over this movie. Um, so let's talk about it. Spoilers for I'm thinking of ending things. Um, spoiler, the, someone does in fact end things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yep. All right. All right, good. Uh, this <laughs> podcast is brought to you switch. by movie. Talk to you later. <laughs> You've been a great guest. Um, so, okay, so just because, just because, uh, we, you know, everyone was asking about it. apparently the speech that he gives when he's getting the Nobel prize for janitoring is from a beautiful mind. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. That's fucking oh, weird, man. weird pull weird pool so I
3: thought, okay that makes sense I was like this has to because it felt so parallel to the like the, the weird Robert Zemeckis thing at the very beginning I was like this what a
0: burn def-. on Zemeckis
3: I, was like, I, def- I hated it fun <laughs> fun of this, and I enjoy that parallel but, I, but now that I know it's a beautiful mind it makes even more sense
0: okay wait I we need to Michael why did you hate the Robert Zemeckis thing oh because I love Zemeckis and I think Zemeckis <laughs> is the best <laughs> movie well that's what's crazy I don't feel like, like I haven't seen all of Bobby Z's output, but um I don't feel like
2: Sorry,
3: just Bobby Z, my favorite.
1: Oh. Everyone's like
0: Rob Diner.
1: And and I'd be like, All right, all right. Yeah. I, like you don't want to go for low hanging fruit, but you go for like mid hanging fruit. Robert like, Zemeckis the- made the Allied. World. He made
0: the walk. He made Beowulf. Like I don't think he ever made a movie that ended with like a diner romance block pro blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah proclamation scene no i don't think so made did forrest gump
3: and the polar express though
0: but again those are so weird that i but don't when they're feel <laughs> yeah. like rob reiner i get like you know harry, when harry mitzell you know he's you got that like that's a good parallel but i don't understand singling out robert zemeckis the man who every once in a while is just like let's just invent new technology so i can tell this crazy ass story yeah, Polar and,
4: Express. Yeah, and, and making Beowulf. him
0: the butt of this joke. I think, uh, yeah, Rob Reiner would have been better. I would have really laughed my ass off if it was Brett Ratner. <laughs> <laughs> but it did feel weird that they that he chose to shoot at Robert Zemeckis like that, which is crazy because I feel like that's just a very weird thing to do. Like, of all the people who you, like, I, I don't even know. It's very weird that it happened at all. So, the movie, right? <laughs> I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about it's weird that Kaufman singled out Robert Zemeckis because that just doesn't, this is, allow me to collect myself. Uh, uh, A lot of this movie feels, hold on, Bill. A lot of this movie feels like Charlie Kaufman is fundamentally aware of people and the world, but has never experienced it. And that's how you get stuff like literally every line of dialogue in this movie and the Robert Zemeckis joke. Anyway, Bill, what were you going to say?
2: I, I
4: think Zemeckis more than likely is in on this. Like I don't I don't think he he yeah, is yeah. T- is taking shots at Zemeckis, and Zemeckis is probably like just now finding out about this. No, no, no I, I feel like this is Biggie permission. and
0: Tupac yeah. all over again.
4: <laughs> you what? No,
1: they literally I, got permission. That's out there.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
4: So I, I feel like yeah, Zemeckis definitely was in on that joke. So I feel like that is a joke about the fact that Zemeckis probably hasn't made a movie like that, right? So, you know, they're just using a big name without going but for the big is, name. Right?
0: This, this I swear I'm only being a pedant about this because it um oh. it, it just it uh it solidifies like my feelings about this movie. Like if that's a joke then go for the joke. Make it like Robert Rodriguez, you know? Sure. <laughs> or make it I don't know, uh, Orson Wells. But like to make it Robert Zemeckis is just such a weird it's like sort of a joke, or you think it could be a mistake. Maybe that's the point. Like maybe I'm just not on this movie's level with like regards to its unreality. Mm-hmm. But anyway, not, I mean,
2: I mean I, uh, what, what,
4: this film also quotes pauline kale in a way that makes it sound like it's jesse buckley's characters just like random thoughts on (laughs) screaming yeah Yeah. and it's just like but i i realized that something was happening during that sequence when she starts smoking a cigarette and i was like okay what the fuck is going on okay yeah and i also saw the giant pauline kale uh book in his bedroom as well. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, that's obviously that's there for a reason. And then she started just quoting like very obviously like and it it even sounded like that wasn't from a review that was from like an interview or something like that. Some some kind of live recording because like she banters back and forth at one point. And I was like, okay, this is not an. Like a review. This is not like a written review. This is definitely like an on-air taping of it or something like that. So,
0: I don't know. But I'm curious, Mary Beth. You 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 really liked this movie. So, um, like at what point? <laughs> at what? Defend oh yourself. Sorry, Mary <laughs> oh, Jesus,
3: Defend myself. All right. No,
0: I'm I'm curious. Well. Like you said that it kind of like hooked you immediately, right?
3: It did hook me immediately. Um,
0: and so, like, which, which, like, what is there like a moment? And did you have a feeling in that moment? I mean, you had said that you felt that there might be like an angle on this that you have that we are lacking. So, I'm curious how quickly you picked up on it.
3: <sighs> okay, I'm trying to. I've been trying. To, I have been trying to think about how to explain this for a couple of days now, and it. I'm going to try here, and we'll see what happens. But I just, I identified a lot with. Jesse Buckley's character and her monologues about, like, what does it mean to be in a relationship? So, like I said, one of my favorite movies is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and these films are so much in dialogue with each other, but I also think that Kaufman is much more cynical in this film in terms of the construction of women and men's heads and what it means to build this like, you know, I wouldn't say manic pixie dream girl, but this kind of idealized version of a woman in your head and what it means to be that idealized version of that woman and to not have a sense of identity. And so I saw Jessie Buckley as this kind of like floating figure that is just in cap. I mean, obviously she's a construction, spoilers guys, she's a construction of Jake's mind, but she is one character who's floating through his memory and realizing like she is just as a moment um, when they're in the, I think it's in the house when she goes like, I'm just a prize. I'm just the perfect girlfriend to be shown off. And I felt like that before. And I think that this encapsulates, interestingly enough, a lot of the anxieties I've had in relationships and always wanting to say yes and always kind of feeling like com- have to be compliant. And I think that just kind of immediately hits that anxiety and that those thoughts that run through your head in a really early on in a relationship. And so especially in the car when they're going through the snow and she's like, I'm thinking of ending things, but he's so nice. He's not disagreeable. And it just kind of clicked with me because I've had those Mm. own thoughts Mm. about being in a relationship before. And so I think that kind of I was immediately like, "Okay, I get what's going on here. And then. I didn't actually get what's going on here, and then when they when it starts becoming that she is obviously like a figment of his creation, that's when I got even more started vibing with it because I viewed this as like what it means to be the fake woman in someone's head and how disorienting it can be and how disorienting trying to like conform to that identity.
0: What is what is interesting is that I um if i w- if i were ever on this movie's wavelength i think it actually was in that opening monologue or yeah interior monologue um because i i have had those thoughts and sensations a lot yeah that question of like am i like in this for the right reasons like is it yeah. is it just that she's pretty and like <laughs> yeah like what's going on like why am i doing this like and then you start like coming up with like new tests yep. you're like okay like if we were to buy a house together would we agree on the paint color <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like if we had kids together like would i trust her with their safety <laughs> and yeah mm. that's that's a that's
4: a question that should be an immediate yes brian just 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 yeah, as no a, clearly like bill
0: yeah. if the answer is no i'm not gonna be like well let's fucking try it anyway <laughs> like, yeah
4: yeah yeah no <laughs> um but like but when no, you're in those, college
0: that's not the first yeah. thing you think about like unless you're i don't know ted mosby from how i met your well, mother like you know you think to yourself I, 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 like what who's laughing at me
4: you, Mary Beth. you okay Mary great Beth is
1: laughing at you yeah
4: uh yeah anyways, i was uh, laughing too <laughs> um no y- Bill. You, you definitely no i i understand the joke yes i got it uh, i don't think they, they were laughing at tra-
0: the <laughs> joke i think they were laughing at me for making the joke Okay, That's correct. At me and not with yep. me. See, I like your honesty, Mary Beth.
4: <laughs> Excellent. Um, anyways, uh, no, I, I definitely understand what you're saying there because, you know, you always come up with these ideas of like, is am I with this person just because like we get along on certain levels? Like what, what would it mean if we didn't get along on certain levels? Like why would that break the relationship? Would that like still – make me want to be with this person and you know um there's a lot of different hoops that you want to try and jump through because ultimately like at a certain point in adulthood and I'd never really recognized this until I became older, right um like, Sometimes it's just fun being in a relationship until you get older, and then it becomes not fun being in a re- like just being in a relationship, right? Where you can already tell that like there is an end in sight, and you're like, nah, this is not worth like you know, three, four months of this. Like, no, like, uh, this is good uh i'm i'm okay to get off this train now right and not die like they talk about in the movie um you can definitely jump off a of moving, moving train um n- maybe not at full speed but yeah uh yeah, you anyways. gotta wait
0: for it to come to a curve where it slows down
4: sure with yeah, an embankment gonna... so
0: you can roll down
4: or or you know don't get on a fucking train um that yeah. always helps you sometimes
0: you gotta be on a train bill we just talked yeah. about days of heaven you had an well, entire question we also, for Scout we are, about why we people were on that train.
4: We're also talking about uh, Mary Beth and her muting her mic to avoid the sounds of a train passing by her place. Is,
0: so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a the commuter metro and like a freight train, though.
4: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Um, or are this we... Is, this train is unstoppable, and I really dislike that.
0: <laughs> That's true. It, it, you you would die if you tried to jump from the unstoppable train. 777? <clears throat> seven, seven,
1: seven. Yes. 777. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Can I interject back to the movie? Yes. <laughs> please, please do. Okay. I, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, that is some of the stuff. Uh, to speak to what you were saying, Mary Beth, I, I think that some of those anxieties are some of the most powerful parts here, especially like in – in very physical tension with, with Jake's character. Uh, but, and, and I think like, I, I love for instance, the way it, uh, she has to, speaking of tests, she has to like impress Thulis and, uh, Colette with like her job. And they're going through all of these scenarios, you know, where she's going from an artist to a, mm-hmm. uh, is it physics? Yeah. Sorry. Physics, uh, art, um, I'm sorry. There's at least one more, but she's I, does, either she, way, so it
0: starts.
3: Like rabies or something. I don't know exactly what that profession is, but she's like writing a paper about rabies.
0: So yeah, it starts with she's a poet. Then she's a pa- Then she's a physicist. Yeah. Then she's a painter. Then she also does like ger- gerontology. Yeah, geriatric care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but
1: anyways, like I think that stuff. I was less interested in you know like some of these longer monologues about mortality than just like showing us here's what it's like when you're in this relationship and it's at the beginning but you also feel like it's been forever and that idea that it's like is this 6 weeks or 7 weeks or, right. I, you know I, I think a lot of that stuff is really potent but i i guess it i guess the thing about some of that stuff is you know the spoiler that we already mentioned—that she's a figment—does kind of cheapen a lot of those internal monologues for me. You think so? And even there's, sorry, go ahead, mirabeth
3: I said, you think so? It cheapens it for you, you think?
1: I think that it gives like primacy to some of those monologues that I found more self-indulgent. So, like that manic pixie dream girl quality that you like. It's it's not exactly that, obviously, but you know that yeah. actual woman that he's creating, it starts feeling less like um, like a manifestation of like these realistic anxieties of being a woman, or you know the the woman who's not fully or uh, the partner that's not fully into a relationship, and so like something about the fact that we are then you know, expanding the scope into a larger idea about mortality. I, I think somewhere along the lines, it really loses me here in how it keeps trying to zoom out um, in a way that I think he usually, uh, usually works for me. I, again, like I really think I have a problem with his dialogue in general. Like I just trip over it a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I just think the the story he's telling here requires jumps. And it should be said I did actually read – I just read the wiki page of the Ian Reid novel, which it seems like it takes uh, a few liberties. Did, did any of you by chance – have you either read the book or read the source material to see how it changes? I have not I read, read-
3: – the. Wikipedia page, because I wanted to read the book but didn't have time, so I, I dove into like, the liberty Same. that he took. Um, sorry, Ian Reid. I'll read your book eventually.
0: You don't have to lie to him. I do want to read
2: it. I'm not lying. You just had such
0: like a... Um, I also read the Wikipedia page and I was like, she stabbed herself in the throat with a coat hanger? Like, awesome. <laughs> I I wish we'd gotten that. That sounds freaking great. Um, But that's not what we got. We got a 30 minute long silent dance routine.
1: Uh, I'm guessing, Brian, none of that worked for you. So here's
0: the thing. Um, Like I said, I really loved her opening monologue because that is one of those. She even brings this up in the movie, like universality through specificity when she does her bone dog poem. And like, I sort of, I, I, I actually found... The the part where the parents are like skipping through time, to be really interesting, I thought yeah. that that was her kind of extrapolation of like where she was, you know, because like if you're walking through someone's house, you're walking through their life, you know, so like yeah, it would make sense that she would see the parents in old in in younger better days. And, like, then also, like, look forward to, like, you know, them not look forward to them dying like she's so excited for it. But peer into the future and see them at their end. Um, And for me, like, things like that really, like, resonated with me. Especially when she says, like, you know, you don't get, like, accolades for the small things that you do. Like, you know, him caring for his parents is, like, a really great thing that he did that he never got any credit for because who was going to give him the credit? Um, sure. But it is something that you want. And, like, those are those are concepts and ideas that I've had that I found it interesting to see. But, like, just the way that it was all wrapped up. And then I guess I'm kind of with you, Michael. Like, find out that she is not the protagonist in the traditional way. That she is, like, this... this avatar of his like dissatisfaction with his own loneliness was a bit of a letdown for me because i think i couldn't tell if it was like her getting sucked in if like the quagmire of the night was like a uh the analogy for the quagmire of being in a relationship where you're like i should get out of this because i'm not happy but i also don't have any reason to not be happy so maybe I'll just stick with it. And then you see yourself like suddenly like with this guy in like t- 20 years when his parents are dying and you're just like, oh, right. Why why am I here? Like this isn't who he should be sharing this moment with. Um, or there's jarring moments where
1: you're seeing like a side of a person right. that you were like, oh, I don't know this person. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I thought that was really fascinating. And I, I'll say Jesse Plemons, too. You know, he's a tough role here that I think he does really interesting stuff
0: because right, he starts off like charming, but kind of goofy. And then he turns like sullen and inward and then he becomes I don't a possible psychopath. It's a uh, it's hard to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I saw a janitor looking at me through a car window, I would be like, we should get out of here. I won't be like, I'm going to go teach that janitor a lesson. Um, <laughs> maybe I would. I don't know. You never know who you are until you're tested. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But yeah,
0: <laughs> you
4: make out with a lot of women in snowstorms, uh, in cars. Not recently,
0: but <laughs> this is oddly uh, revealing. Back in a way in the, the day, sure. um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Back um, in the day, <laughs> <but> so, <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um but like, yeah, to find out that she's that she's not like an outside person being drawn in, that she is just his projection, it brings up a lot of questions, like this man is only now at the end of his life, like coming to the realization, like how long has he been thinking of her? Like it, it's, it it just strikes me as odd that like to, to God, I'm having so much trouble talking about this movie to follow it through to its, its end point just raises more questions about the construction of it than I think you'd really want. Like at the end of Mulholland drive, it made perfect sense to me. Like I understood it and I got it and I was able to track it. And I feel like I've been that way with a lot of movies. And in this movie at first I was like, Oh, this is an old man who saw this woman waiting for her boyfriend and is now giving life to this fantasy of like, I wonder what those two young lovers are doing. And like, maybe, well, maybe she's unhappy or like, you know, maybe he's, abusive maybe his parents are crazy but then to find out that like he is the guy like he like the janitor are we all on the same page that the janitor is jake yeah okay great yeah yes Yes. to find out that it's him i'm just like so has he been thinking about this girl that he asked for her number like you know 40 to 50 years ago or maybe didn't yeah you know like and he's like does he go through this a lot (laughs) or is this just Is this just an end of life thing? Like it's, I don't know. Uh, It's, it it feels almost mean to like have this movie say like now at the end of his life, this man is finally coming up with some like introverted interiority. Mary Beth, you were going to say something?
3: I was going to say, I guess I viewed it. I mean, I guess I know the book. It's like about one, this one person that he didn't ask for a number, but when watching the movie, I saw it, her as a conglomeration of all of the thi- like all of the things he could have had or all of the women he could have dated. I didn't really see her as like one character that he met once. I saw her as like an amalgamation of characteristics. I saw her as a collection of possibilities that could have been. And I think that's why I really enjoyed thinking, like enjoyed this movie because I was frustrated at first at the end. I was like, what the fuck? She wasn't real. Like she was just this avatar for this guy's insecurities. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is actually a really kind of scathing look at the ways that men can construct women into being these fantasies and the consequences of that and like what it means and the harm that does not only to you, but to other people. And this is where I thought about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind because obviously, like, in that movie, you're going through Joel's memories of Clementine and how, you know, he definitely constructs her as the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and has this idealized version of herself, but then, you know, he doesn't like the other parts of her. And this feels like a much more cynical version of that and but told from a woman's perspective. And, like, I would love an Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind from Clementine's perspective, but, like, this really kind of gives more of, like a negative spin on love rather than, I guess, eternal sunshine, which is more about like, kind of like the res- you know, love is persistent, whatever. This feels more like there's a lot of harm in the obsessiveness that you can create in finding the ideal partner and what it means to find an ideal partner and how that doesn't actually exist and how it can really ruin your life. And also the harms of that those obsessive thoughts and basing your entire life around the idea of one thing and how dangerous that is. And that's kind of where I came from with this movie as it seeming like a very intensely critical look at expecting things from women that aren't possible. Mm. And then what happens when those women can't meet your expectations, if that makes any sense.
0: So it's like Knight of Cups.
3: I haven't seen any Taras Malik movies. I should stop down on the podcast, right?
0: Oh mm-hmm. my God, what's happening? You're fine, <laughs> Should
1: <then>. I leave? <laughs> no. You're in. Good well, time. now I'm thinking uh, of ending things. Um. Oh boy. I, I'm Mary Beth, I'm I, I'm curious. Then I mean, I, I see what you're saying there, but I, I I'm curious what. What value does the framing device add for you then? I, I mean, do you think you'd still like this movie if it was just that really incisive look at relationships, but without the the possibility or excuse me, without the reality that it's a, a figment? I, I guess I'm just kind of curious. I
3: think so, but I think the thing is, if it was just like a straightforward thing, it would just be like, okay, yeah, like relationships are hard. And like, I identify with the struggle that they're having and I get it. But I think what makes it so interesting to me is being that figment because, like, I'm going to be real. I have existed as someone who was, like, held up on a pedestal and thought to be a manic pixie dream girl. And it's a fucking nightmare. And I thought it was so fascinating to have the construction, that kind of construction of a woman be the center figure, but is also – and it's almost like – Yeah, he's just a figment of his creation, but it's also, like, she takes on his own autonomy as she kind of tries to wade through the confusion of being a construction. I think I might have thought too hard about this movie and, like, put too much of myself into it. I mean,
0: I think that Charlie Kaufman would say that you're doing exactly what he wants you to do.
3: Like, I watched it as, from the perspective of a woman who has been kind of held up on a pedestal and thought to be, like, something that I'm definitely not... And it's like wading through the quagmire of expectations and like just trying to understand. And then the the sad part of kind of losing yourself and realizing that like you at like where you end and where like you're like you're, where you end and where the man's kind of construction and thought of you begins. And it's like you lose yourself in that. And I think that translates into real life when you, you know you're dating somebody who thinks that like, you know, this is a cool girl. She's a cool girl. It's like, I like kind of like, you know, thinking about it in a gone girl kind of way, like, this is the cool girl. This is the cool girl. And it's like, you're pressured and hammered into your head to be a certain way. But then what are the consequences of that? And so I think I really, really fell for that kind of more cynical look at what it means to fantasize and what those fantasies, like what, if those fantasies kind of had their own, subconsciousness subconscious is 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 or like their own kind of autonomy like what would that mean and kind of like okay. this is kind of scary to think of like your own like an autonomous thought wandering through a brain where you're trapped and like you don't even have a sense of self because you are technically a mental construction
0: has anyone on this pod <laughs> it does make sense in fact <laughs> no, no, no. does anyone has anyone on this podcast seen the movie ruby sparks yes mm-hmm. yeah i was oh, just yeah.
1: actually about to bring it up
0: I'm sorry, Marybeth Have you seen Ruby Sparks? I have not.
2: I've about it, but I haven't
0: seen it. Okay, because like what you explaining that, I'm like, yeah, that's what I loved about Ruby Sparks, Ooh. and I think I think that that movie handles that concept better because she is in the real world, like she exists outside, sure. and in this movie, it's 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 um it's but the that film
1: prob- is a little bit weird brian because it does kind of indulge even when it's not meaning to like that's what was kind of weird about it is this interiority that i think Mary Beth is speaking to in this film i think that's a relatively small part of ruby sparks at least in terms of experience specifically through the woman like paul dano really does get a lot of that self uh self-realization like I, I i will say that is one thing i i was absolutely thinking about that same movie but i i do think especially I, I just really like how mary beth put that about the autonomy and i'm not sure that that's totally there in such an such an interesting way in ruby sparks other than a concrete
0: way uh to, can you it's not there in an interesting way but it is there in a concrete way
1: it, it is so it, there in like a very uh, uh it's there in a very literal way
0: right and i think it's a lot more abstract I, I, i'll just go to literal and abstract like concrete okay, and that makes sense yes yeah. uh, sorry no no that makes sense and i i you know but i think i keep getting hung up on the fact that like this this woman in this movie <clears throat> jesse buckley's character the young woman Um is in his brain. And I I like the idea of like your your self construction becoming an entity into its unto itself. Uh is it (laughs) wait, Mary Beth, you know what a Tulpa is, right? Yes, I do. Okay, right. Yes. That's so so
3: funny. A side note, I just recorded a lecture for Salem Horror Fest, and I, and I said the word Tulpa multiple times in that lecture. So.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Michael okay, Bill. What, what, is, what is a Tulpa? So a Tulpa <laughs> is a thought form construction that uh, you are able to make through focusing your mental energy on creating, like, an entity.
3: Flunderman is can, can be considered a Tulpa-ish, like there's like weird debates online about that, but Slenderman's another weird example of a Tulpa. I could right. talk about that for a long
4: time. Okay. And that's a whole so, <laughs> so, so, say
0: that again. Let me walk you through it, Bill. All right. So let's okay. say, that, so before anyone conceptualized the idea of Slenderman, he did not exist. Correct. Yeah. Okay, yes. So then someone don't makes up the, right. Someone makes up the story of Slenderman. Right? And it's just uh-huh. a story, and we all know it's just a story. But through the repetition of this story, and through his memification, and the way that he has invaded popular culture, so much thought and energy has gone into Slenderman that he now has been manifest out into the world. Not as a story that someone told to creep someone out, but as an actual entity that people believe in. Sure and so he is that is what a talpa is like there you can make a benign talpa. like if you're a lonely person and you're like i wish i had a talking dog that was really good at multiplication tables and loved the films of tim burton you could think about that and engage with it in a way back and forth where suddenly this thought form creation of yours that you may or may not be able to see is suddenly able to have what feels like a fully autonomous conversation with you
4: okay so so this
0: is a made-up friend for like with children and stuff like that right it's it's kind of like an imaginary friend but i think people who believe in tulpas would be upset to hear me say that <laughs>
3: like, it's, it's like it's like if you think about your imaginary friend so hard that it manifests into something real as like kind of a way to put it
0: yeah. Uh-huh. yeah
4: yeah yeah because like, cause, like you're we're so dead.
3: obsessed with that it, it manifests and you're like oh that's actually not imaginary
2: anymore right mm-hmm.
4: and well, like yeah, if you but what what you're saying though is that in your own head you would have to then think that it took on a life of its own right so that other people might potentially see it or interact with it or just that it has thoughts and feelings outside of what you're thinking that it should kind of uh Kind of bounce back and forth with. Correct.
0: You. you are no longer in control of its interiority. Gotcha. So, like, yeah, you yeah. could be surprised by that. a tulpa. <laughs> you could be surprised by a tulpa. It's so good that Mary Beth is on for this episode because usually I'm just here in my little study getting stared at by a snake, screaming this stuff into a microphone, and I feel insane. So, and I'm g- like,
3: tulpa, tulpa. I love that. <laughs>
0: Right. So go to the weeds.
1: I'm I'm ready
3: literally, for it. I I just googled tulpa and the first question is is a tulpa imaginary friend?
0: So There you go. I feel like that's offensive. Um it's a problematic about- it's a yeah. problematic statement. Um <laughs> But yes, yeah, so anyway, but the reason I I brought up tulpas is because is I that do what she, That's what she is. She right? she appears to be evolving from uh you know, mental projection into a tulpa
4: yeah because she has arguments with him and stuff like that right right
0: and it seems like but so that's the funny thing so it, at first this is sounding like i like this movie but i like i said i like I was
3: gonna say, uh-oh, someone likes this movie now <laughs> well here's the
0: problem like this is the problem is what i've what i've said is like there are aspects of this movie that i find fascinating but i don't think it could congeals into a mm-hmm. hole that i find appetizing um but like like you, you could
4: that- not turn this uh uh, blizzard upside down and it would stay right. Right. If I flipped
0: over, if, if this movie were personified as a blizzard or a burr and I flipped (laughs) it over, it would fall all over the place. Um, I will say just because we're talking about things that I like, the Tulsi Town Jingle was amazing.
4: Oh um, so that good. that is to the point of when he, when uh, Jesse Plemons starts reciting it, and he he goes into like I felt like that so was good, a yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was a a uh, a what is it called a uh, performance for it. Uh what what, what am oh, yeah, I Yeah, he was about?
0: auditioning for Pennywise. Yes, auditioning. yes
4: I, I felt like he was auditioning for Pennywise, but also like it was so well done that I was like, okay, this has to be a real thing. Like there's no fucking way someone just came up with this
0: jingle. I watched the credits the all the way movie. to the end and Charlie yeah. Kaufman is credited yeah. <laughs> as the writer of the jingle. <laughs> doesn't that's, that's me at all. That's
4: that's just I love this like one of those things where you're just like holy fuck because i was reading on the wikipedia for the the book they actually visit a dairy queen and i was like I I, I I forgot that i was reading the wikipedia for the book and instead or i was thinking i was reading it for the the movie and i was like no and then i looked at it and i was like
0: oh it's shit town there's a clown they'll turn your frown upside down why are we <laughs> yeah. why are we talking about this again i can't even I don't know, oh, you right. brought it up about tulpas? Yes, so yeah, th- things that I like. I, I I like the fact that everything that she says and shows off of her own is not her own. Up until the point when she goes into the school and suddenly has this whole thing of like, how do I explain like this completely unremarkable man who like harassed me while I was having an anniversary dinner with my girlfriend? And mm-hmm. like it's like describing the mosquito that bit you 40 years ago. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's harsh. And I don't believe that he would have said that about himself. So she is fully tulpaed now.
3: Well, and I also, the moment that I feel like she's like, now I'm like, I love the idea of her being a Tulpa, is when she goes into the basement and he's like, don't go in the basement. And she's like, I'm going to go in the fucking basement. And so that felt me as like a moment of autonomy um, where she goes into the basement and she kind of can see what he's been hiding a little bit. And like he's, she sees the janitor uniforms in the washing machine,
2: Mm -hmm. which obviously
3: flashed forward to him. So I, at that point I was like, there's an interesting kind of like kind of, you know, I'm saying autonomy over and over again, but like autonomy to her character that she's kind of gaining the more he thinks about her and the more he constructs her, like she is kind of becoming an independent being in a way. And I feel like that kind of culminates when she go when she kind of tells him off, like this guy was annoying me. And then she kind of fades away. And I feel like, there is something to be said about her becoming, like her taking his obsessive energy and taking it and making it into something a little more tangible.
0: Right. God damn it! I'm gonna rewatch this movie because of you, Mary Beth, and I'm gonna be really mad. <laughs> I am. <Yay! laughs> I am. I am getting everything out of this movie that I can get out of this movie right now, and I will never revisit it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: Yeah. At least you're honest. I'm <laughs> just like. Well, that's. <laughs> I can
0: think of. <laughs> Michael Snidell, I believe I have harmed you in some way. Um, No, I just like, I just like the parts that we're talking about are the parts I like, but I'm not about to sit through another 40 minute fucking car ride with these people. Um,
3: I loved it. I was just into it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm mentally ill, but like, I just like the anxiety I felt watching it. I was just like so into it and it felt so good and weird. But I also like Kaufman. Like, I don't have a problem with Kaufman's dialogue. Like I love her eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind dialogue. Like I don't have that problem. So that might be
0: right as well. I think uh, maybe it Did is Did the- find any of
1: these conversations irritating then marybeth which Would you say Did you find any of these conversations irritating to listen I, to? Like you wanted act- them to end.
3: I didn't actually I didn't wow. find it irritating. Okay. Okay. Like, I, I yeah,
4: the, like,
3: the, I, one part I got a little bit irritated and confused at was like the woman under the influence monologue. And I was like, yeah. I just have no clue. This is a, that was a very much a moment of like, I didn't do the homework. Oops, sorry. Like, <laughs> 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 shit. Um, that part was a little bit like, why? But most of it, I was like, very very into and maybe i just really like listening to conversations about relationships breaking down and i don't know what that says about me but it was just like i was so into their chemistry and the conversations they were having i guess that i was really bought into it
0: i mean like did you you see Shirley? by the way that's the other thing
3: i loved shirley shirley
0: was great I don't know what do you Shirley see why is. I'm comparing. What do you mean them you don't know what Shirley. Wait, was Bill not on our Shirley podcast? He was absolutely on our Shirley podcast. What, Elizabeth, what is Elizabeth Shirley? Moss.
4: Oh yeah, that fucking movie. Okay, <laughs> what? Why did yeah. you forget
2: that? <laughs>
3: well.
0: Uh, goldfish brain <laughs> there we go see yeah, there it is.
2: everyone there
4: thought is I was
0: crazy. being so mean to Bill and he forgot no, a movie no, no. that we spent two hours talking as, about
4: as as soon as you said that was the reason why you couldn't believe me I was like okay that that checks <laughs> yeah oh, no. I've seen I Cheryl right that was this year maybe yeah it was year. Like
0: yeah. a couple months ago on Hulu <laughs> <laughs> like it
1: wasn't a month ago. I think
0: it was like June
3: yeah
2: it's it was like
1: that long ago. Oh my God!
4: Oh, that's, Christ. that's a that's a uh, like a very simple. Bill, you cannot
0: movie. defend yourself. That is a, that <laughs> is a movie that is easy to forget its name. You
3: know, not, I do not I would, I don't agree with that at all. But <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of Shirley, uh, on the on the television show Community, there is a character named Shirley, and yes, she there is. she has a conversation with a character named Abed, who is making a movie that envisions a filmmaker trying to make a movie about the life of Jesus. But then the filmmaker realizes that he is Jesus and God is the camera or something. And he says, and it goes on and on like that. And then it's like, blah, blah, blah. And Shirley says to him, that sounds like it would be really like interesting to other filmmakers. And then she goes on a little rant and says, I mean, goddamn, Charlie Kaufman. Some of us have work in the morning (laughs) and I, you know laugh at that because I'm, I like when i when i first heard that i was like that is 100% something my mother would say and then watching this movie i was like god damn charlie kaufman some of us have work in the morning <laughs>
4: or now i have i have vacuuming to do now
0: right i will make work so that i don't have to keep watching this um <laughs> and and so yeah the thing that i just can't i just can't see myself going through the stretches of this movie that i found just completely and utterly indefensibly annoying and boring <laughs> <laughs> to get to the nuggets of stuff that I liked. Like uh, that whole, what did we all think of the, the moment at Tulsi Town? Oh, was, I liked that part.
2: I loved it. Oops.
1: Oh my yeah, God. I liked yeah, oops? Me, yeah, I like that part. Did you
3: Oops. Yeah, you're just gonna keep asking if I loved it, and I feel I'm like I loved it. I can't I can't help it. I just loved it. Yeah. That's fine. I, I just it. you know maybe we are like kind of line and sinker. What can I say? <laughs>
0: What did you what? Th- yeah, like what did you like about it? Like what what did what did you get out of that? I'm curious. What do you think so, the smell that's not varnish is?
3: Death. I thought it was death. <laughs> I, I legitimately thought it was like the creeping nature of death and like something rotting, like the pig the pig maggots, which is nasty. Um, so so
4: so that's what they're messing with the the two uh, blonde chicks
0: they're messing with death blonde chicks well i guess yeah I, that's what they I were
3: think, I like the undertone of the entire film is like the stench of death like it's a whole other okay. like, rot, like rot just permeates the entire film and so i thought that was just kind of them acknowledging the smell of rot and mm-hmm. understanding the smell of rot that is just going to keep being pervasive until the very end and so again in that part of tulsi town besides being like hysterical and like dumb like getting blizzards and birds spurs in the middle of a snowstorm it again felt like this construction of women they have the two beautiful blonde women that he's like oh don't like, and he kind of talks about how like oh they don't like me like don't let them know I'm here blah 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 like he obviously is kind of a creep Mm -hmm. and the way that they can like perceive of him and laugh with him and then there's the other girl who has scars and is or, like, a skin condition and is nice, and again, creates a kind of dichotomy mm. between like beautiful people and not so beautiful people, and how which, like,
4: goes I'll- back to his discussion, right? Of uh, I can't remember what what he was talking about. Um, oh, the the <laughs> I'm gonna reference the fact that he killed himself, but uh, David Foster Wallace, right? Oh,
3: god, I hate David Foster Wallace,
0: but anyway, <laughs> even consider yeah. the lobster.
3: I I have a personal reason to not like David Foster Wallace. um Not between me and him, but I was about <laughs> um, say he stole your chips once. <laughs> He's Is it an funny. <laughs> no, it's a, a very annoying person in grad school who I detested with all of my being. Who wrote about David Foster Wallace? Um, <laughs> that, that's
0: that's fair. fair. I feel that. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: But I also think, and and I mean, th- thinking back of this, again of like thinking about um the young woman is becoming her own kind of like autonomous figure she is kind of getting a look into his his interactions with women like Mm -hmm. you know he is acting very sheepish around them and weird and like doesn't want to look them in the eye because he knows that he's done weird things and like been awkward and so she's getting access to that and she is getting a glimpse into what he's really like around other women and how other women perceive him so that's
4: that's that's so interesting that you took it as that because I took it as that they were assholes and like, you know, I mean, it, it kind of goes back into the David Foster Wallace thing of like, uh, no, I think I think it's actually just Jake's like monologuing about the fact that sometimes uh, beautiful people are assholes.
0: I think was that something that was that. It, bill might have just one time thought to himself beautiful people are assholes <laughs> because the girl with the 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 rash on her hand has similar feelings about jake no about the the women that she works with
4: yeah she she expresses like
0: she but so is she, she, is, she is she a projection of jake or is she because i do we do we not to get too puzzle boxy about this is she the girl that the janitor sees in the school like that the lonely the right girl, line. yeah, yeah, so, I think yeah. so as well.
3: Okay, that makes sense. So
0: well, I'm. I was also, oh, sorry. Uh, well, I was just gonna say. So I'm curious if like that's his. He he like feels bad for her, and then mentally puts her in this situation where he's like, you know, they're they're not just mean to you. They're mean to other people who they don't perceive to be as pretty as they are either.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then I, got, I I really thought that like that the smell was not varnish that it was like weed and that the the pretty girls were like getting high. <laughs> oh. I was waiting for that to happen, but then she made it so cryptic, and I was like, "Oh, maybe it's not." Like I thought it was, she was just going to straight up narc on them. Yeah, but what were you going to say, I Maribeth?
3: I also think that I, I'm getting puzzle boxy too. Um, you can't, it's hard not to with this movie, but I also yeah. felt like she was almost a stand-in for Jake as well, and telling the young woman Jesse Buckley like. This is why I loved you, or why I like—I like the idea of you. Like you are pretty, but you're not mean, and like you're kind of exactly what I'm looking for. And like, it kind of—I think—gets to the crux of what. Jay are are Boston, we saying?
4: Are we saying Jesse Plemons is pretty? Who's who's pretty?
0: No, no, the young woman is pretty. The young the, woman
3: is pretty because the, okay, the young. Okay. Sorry, there's too many people. I'm sorry. So the. Women, no, no, I, that's, that's
4: fine. That's fine.
3: The, the woman making their burrs. I think it's kind of also kind of becomes this a little bit of a projection of Jake again, because he's she is explaining to the young woman, you're really pretty, but you're not an asshole. Like, this is why you're attractive. And I think it kind of is a moment where this the young woman again has this moment of the like clarity of that she is being viewed as a conglot an an amalgamation of characteristics rather than just a person
0: Mm -hmm. Mm i sorry (laughs) it's fine i have a how 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 hard did charlie kaufman dance when he realized that his two main characters could both be played by actors with the name jesse
2: Mm-hmm.
0: like that just that. that just feels like he at some point was like alright I've written this thing she's a projection of him they like well, intertwine their selves now Jesse- I just have to find the two people let me talk to my casting director to see who's interested Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley yes hire them I don't need to see any tape
4: yeah <laughs> uh, so Jesse Buckley was actually uh, re- replaced Brie Larson in this role
2: so. yeah
4: really oh. Mhm. Yeah. I I think more than likely uh one of the uh, Marvel films ended up getting in the way. Uh, but yeah, she was signed on early early.
0: Wait, is uh, Brie Larson in a Marvel film? Oh, yes, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking American. of Alison Brie for some reason. No. <laughs> you were you you got getting community. Your way, on your mixed up. Come on. <laughs> I, oh, I've got community on my mind and uh my mind on my community. Um <laughs>
4: Yeah, no. This that announcement was
0: made back in uh, 2019. So interesting. I think that would have been an interesting casting choice because they look related. Brie and 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 Clemens, yeah. Sure, I can see that. Yeah,
2: yeah, I can see that.
4: But anyway, Clemens has turned into like Damon. the... Cr- uh the creepy kid from breaking bad into just being in fucking everything and i kind of love it so
0: i'm glad that he's got a career he's good he's he i mean like the reason that this movie was tolerable to the point that i was able to finish it is because of these two lead actors like i don't want to take anything away from the herculean effort that they put into this film and making it something that i was able to finish (laughs)
1: <laughs> what a tortured sentence <laughs> did Kaufman write that <laughs> Jesus wow
0: okay I feel bad but uh yeah that's just how I feel that's okay um here I is I just want to
1: say there's a really cute profile of Jesse Plemons where they talk to Kirsten Dunce for a while and oh they sound God. like an adorable couple wait are they it's dating?
3: Such a good pro- they're married
1: what? Oh, are they married? Yeah. I knew they were dating. I, okay.
3: Oh, are they? I thought they were married, but I could have just jumped ahead. More, more good was, things
4: from Fargo, right? That's where they met.
3: Yeah. Had to be. Yeah. They met on Fargo. It was really cute because they said like, "Oh, we met on the the we met on set of Fargo, but we didn't want to start anything because we 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 all knew that kind of set relationships can be fleeting." And they were FaceTiming for like a year afterward, and then they said, "Oh, we can't live without the other," or like, "It's just we can't we miss each other so much. It's real."
1: It was Aww. so cute. <laughs> that is it's, adorable. It's
0: actualized. It's oh, a, they're,
3: they're, they're engaged. They're not married. Oh,
0: okay. Engaged. So you're both right. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> I clicked on, because I wanted to know, and so I clicked on Jesse Plemons and then biography on IMDb, and his overview has four items. Born April, 12, uh, April 2nd, 1988, Dallas, Texas. Birth mm-hmm. name, Jesse Lon Plemons. Nickname, Meth Damon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. that's on his imdb page yeah. that's ter- yeah
3: because everyone thinks he looks like matt damon but
0: i'm not like methy yeah um yep. if he was really meth damon he'd, he'd like be
1: like Methy. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my God. methy
0: is the creature that you see in your meth after you just took some meth <laughs> that's a that's a, tulpa. a, tulpa? a tulpa. Tulpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bill's really latched on to the concept of a tulpa
4: What 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 did, what did I I find out the other day uh it was it was some kind of
0: uh pastry or no
4: it was it was it was Oh uh, uh,
0: what? Did we did we talk about Schreitel on here? No i don't okay.
4: i don't recognize that that word um no it wasn't a pastry it was just a it was just a food item i think and uh it was from uh first cow, first cow. yes what, oh, what the
0: fuck the donut the oily cake the elephant deer no. funnel cake
4: no 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 it? no it was a fanciful word for a a food
1: item a fruit pie a Fanciful
4: word. No. i love it, was it no no, not a fruit pie. It was a single, a single word. Wait, right, but it was, was it
0: related to the fruit pie that they made for the... N- no, it was related to the oily cakes. A beignet.
4: First, first time that he has it, he it calls it... No, it wasn't beignet. God damn it. All right, fine. Fuck oh, it. a
0: comestible.
4: <laughs> yes, a comestible.
0: <laughs> it's okay. literally just the word that means food, and you were so mad at him for using it.
4: Yes what an asshole
0: but Mary Beth this know. is very now, standard I'm now sorry I
4: t- not, now I know now I re-know the word this is I'm right on
0: time we've happy. been recording for about an hour and a half so this is when shit starts to really break apart for us um I had a thing to say and now I can't remember what it is so I'll say the last thing I can remember thinking which is that Nessie could be a tulpa um <laughs>
3: could be dull buzz like can
2: we talk about that no that's a whole other podcast that's
0: a whole podcast have you ever heard that like you know how like bigfoot sightings and ufo sightings are very closely intertwined yeah and so there's the concept that they are both like trans-dimensional beings um Mm -hmm. and that uh so the places where they're seen are places where the veil between reality is extra thin yeah cool the thinness
4: thing is though,
3: Bigfoot have been sighted in all fifty states. So are we saying like the veil is that thin in all fifty states? And, he just, and I mean, he's, he's, he's
4: got, got a big, stride. very large, very large area. So you know, but zoom. then
3: so moth because Mothman,
0: oh, he's been often, seen all over the world.
3: Yes, yeah. He was, he, they saw him in Chicago last year. Um, <laughs> he apparently is also linked to aliens and interdimensional beings.
0: So if you wonder... if you take up the concept that uh, cryptids could be interdimensional travelers, yeah, it gets it gets crazy pretty quickly.
3: What's
0: <laughs> your favorite cryptid? Oh man, um, chupacabra. Okay, good, nice choice.
2: Isn't it? That's I um, a, that's a good I f-
0: one. I feel like the chupacabra and I came up together. You know, like I feel oh. we went to the same <laughs> elementary school. No,
3: no did you guys teach each other how to suck the blood out of goats
0: um actually yeah i taught him that um i am the eduardo severin Ooh.
4: to <laughs> wow. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <laughs> we'll see now talking about things that we learned this year now you can actually use that
0: brian yeah yeah i was so happy that i was it was worth watching uh The Social Network, a movie that I did not enjoy that much, just so I could eventually one day make a joke about teaching a chupacabra <laughs> to suck blood. <laughs> uh, no, so like when I was a kid is when the first chubacabra sightings started cropping up and I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And I remember clipping a a sketch of the chubacabra out of a local newspaper and it was the most adorable goddamn thing you'd ever seen. It was like a little dinosaur looking dude and his tail like dragged the ground and his little arms were like up like raptor claws and he had two fangs and bat wings (laughs) so wait does chupacabra usually have bat wings at the time there was a question as to whether or not it was uh winged or not um so Uh i think the puerto rican chupacabra has wings but the mexican chupacabra is more of a quadrupedal
4: yeah, I was. I was like, uh, I'm. I'm pretty sure Chupacabra does not have wings, but I guess you know. Yeah. In yeah. there Rico. are
3: different genuses, not geniuses. It, this is a <laughs> rum
4: filled. <laughs> this is a rum filled uh, Chupacabra, I guess, over in Puerto Rico. Because a
0: do you think he's <laughs> drinking a lot Puerto of rum?
4: Puerto Rican rum. Puerto Rican rum. No,
0: that's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something i'm referencing so i'm thinking of ending things um we're not talking about the movie i'm just telling you guys that i'm gonna kill myself uh, oh my so, no, jesus so i am i am curious this is this is one of those things where uh, at the end of the movie whose car did you think was under the snow and this is like not super important but i am curious if we well, all it looks like a truck way. Oh, I thought it looked like an automobile. Uh I
3: thought it looked like the car that they were driving in before, not the truck.
0: Okay, see, so I'm with Bill on this one. I was like, well, that's clearly a pickup truck. And then, on the Slate Spoiler special, both of them said, that's clearly Jesse and Jesse's car.
3: What the fuck? I I know. I thought it was Jesse and Jesse's car, too, which I got confused about (laughs) and haven't thought a lot about. This is bullshit. No.
0: (laughs) Bill is actively angry now. Um... Yeah, no, so I was, I, I you know, it's not super important, but I was curious if I was the only person who thought that it was the truck.
4: Yeah, no, that nope. definitely looked like the truck.
0: Okay. What, how do we, now here's my my biggest, I guess, gripe with this movie and the way that things Uh-oh. happen. I mean, I just don't like the fact that she disappears at the end and like only really comes she's back. She's in the audience. I know she's in the audience, but she's just there <laughs> smiling and clapping. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that, like because again, this I, kind of rolls I, like, into yeah, my. She's not even front and center, which yeah. is rude. Um, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> at yeah. that point yeah, is she, she <laughs> right? Like there are, I mean, but all I think maybe all those people are tulpas, so I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, now here's the thing: in, in that moment, was she there? She he actively says like all the the gifts and everything that I've gotten are nothing compared to like the love of. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I believe he's talking to her. So like, yeah, he's despite directing everything that to her, despite everything that he went through, he still ends his life with the conception of like, we would have been together and like this, I would have been happy. And like, so he I guess the, the question that I'm now putting forward is, did he learn nothing?
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I that is what I took from it. I okay. thought it was a very nihilistic and sad ending where he just like, and she, I feel like she disappears when she's like, he's this, you know, mosquito who bit me 40 years ago. And she like, it's like almost like she just kind of decides to leave his mind, like of her own volition. Again, reading too much into it, that might not be true, but it's like, all of a sudden it gives over to his, his Oklahoma dance ballet scene, which was a
4: little bit oh, bizarre. I, bizarre. I, I... I need to talk about that. Remind me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay.
3: And so, like, all of a sudden, she kind of fades away, and it's like, okay, yeah, you told me, you told me that, you know, you become a manifestation of all of these things, but now I'm going to like revert myself to like a Robert Zemeckis like state, like a cheesy end of a movie. I thought it was making fun of the end of romance movies, really. I'm just being like, everything is because of you and was just like poking fun at that whole like well this guy's obviously trying to kill himself but let's do like an like a kind of a weird idealized version of the end of like a romantic comedy drama mm, more like a drama yeah. like a romantic drama well yeah
0: it's literally the end kind of, of um of a uh, beautiful mind
3: yeah and i didn't see i didn't know that so i thought it was again so it's even like i was like oh this is just a hysterical like darkly not hysterical like a darkly darkly funny kind of parallel to that robert zemeckis portion um where it's just like kind of poking fun at the ways of which we end like romance films and how there is always kind of like this patriarchal structure in place where the woman is cheering him on and smiling and he gets his center stage moment and he gets to sing his song and he gets to kind of be the center of attention because that's what he's always wanted to do and so that kind of to me is like kind of a cynical way of him being like well i'm just going to pretend that I'm gonna get the fairy tale ending I've always wanted. When really, it's like a an, like a really upsetting delusion.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Hmm. I mean, in I mean, going off of the fact that it's even a delusion is like highlighted by the makeup that they're wearing. That also doesn't like disguise at all the fact that their arms are just not prosthetic. Well yeah, we we've, we've like all? seen
0: good old age makeup earlier in this movie and this is like very clearly yeah. like high school yeah I it it's I mean it's yeah. great it's I love it it's it's one of the it's one of the this is another one of those details that I really liked in this movie but at the same time <laughs> it's it's just like if this were a movie about a high school student I think it would play better that the kids had like or the kids that the, the, the obviously young people in the audience had that makeup because it's like, uh-huh. what's Jenny Rosenstein going to look like when she's 60? And it's like, I don't know, like this, but like with some gray in her hair and like lines. Yeah. You know, like she did when she played the the witch in Into the Woods. Like, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a, a staggering, shocking update for you all. I have found the picture from my childhood of the Chupacabra, and I'm sending it to you now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the cutest goddamn thing on earth.
4: Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a dragon. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: I, I did not receive said picture. What? I are you see.
0: not in the chat? In the chat? If you look at the bottom, I there's like I a little
3: open, com- open conversation. There's yeah. nothing there. <gasps>
0: what? what? This is horrible. Is it because we're not friends? I am friends? so sad. Is it because we're not friends? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we were friends. What
0: we were at it? least getting close. Wow. Um,
3: Okay, well, Brian just sent us me on Twitter. I think I I think I followed you yesterday.
0: You did. You followed me eight hours ago. Oh Oh, wow. Okay, okay. take it easy. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, I just opened TweetDeck and it said followed eight hours ago.
3: Uh -uh. That was today, not yesterday.
0: (laughs) That is correct. That was around two p.m. Darius, this is weird.
4: Anyways, uh, so I I was gonna say that i love so much is that during this dream ballet sequence i noticed that in the hallway there were two lockers that were open yeah and the fact mm-hmm. that they dance and then kick it closed, and then dance and kick it close i was like uh this this entire movie is worth it to me now just because of that sequence so yeah that's I don't know if that's I I somehow doubt that that is in the show Oklahoma. So I'm hoping that that's something that Charlie Kaufman just did and was like let's randomly have two open lockers and then kick them shut while yard dancing. I I I hope that that was like his his like one little set piece thing that he was like yes, y'all make up the choreography but this is two things that has to happen. <laughs> Anybody else? No. Okay. I guess. I don't I know, know that.
0: I, here's another thing. I will say that, that that is a beautifully choreographed thing. And when they're in the gymnasium and the snow is falling. <laughs> that was like, cool. That's some really good it filmmaking. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was, yep. it was beautiful. I like the use of light. There's a lot of that this movie that I like, but I think that I just keep coming back to the fact that in the end, all of it together was something that I hated in the end it doesn't even matter Yeah, try so I, hard
3: try so hard you I got, got so, so far,
0: far. <laughs> it's fucking two hours and wow. sixteen minutes <laughs> in the end it doesn't all even right, matter all right Bill take it easy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I don't know I just uh yeah it, it's I think I've done a decent job of still talking intelligently about this without just crossing my arms and kicking rocks let's not take it too far wow thanks <laughs> um for anyone who likes uh transmedia properties uh Mary Beth, i see that you have liked the tweet that i sent
4: <laughs> transmedia <laughs> properties. So let's get the fuck out of here so i can eat some com- comestibles let's go let's <laughs> go
0: right he's the cutest Jivacabra you ever did see. talk to, talk to my, my pocket. yeah pocket. if there were like a four inch tall version of that thing i'd keep it yeah, no. This thing's this thing's a, a little baby dragon from yeah. Game of Thrones. It's awesome. Wouldn't but it, it looks like he's smart. The pocket. <laughs> I would put. I you know really what I would do? I would get tiny little corks and I'd put them on his fangs. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that sounds cool! Oh my
4: like God. <laughs> well, Holy Brian, I shit. have good news for you. You probably have a good source for corks.
0: Yes, because yes. I have a distillery and we use hey. a, a cork instead of a screw cap. You just need to find a chupacabra. <laughs> right, I've got the corks. I just need the chupacabra.
4: I got a guy. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, I was about
0: to say if you know where I Are can you get a think chupacabra. Do you have
4: a guy, or do you actually have a guy? What? I, I would
2: believe
0: Toba? that Mary Beth Toba? has.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got those. I got those sweet, sweet dark web cryptid connects. <laughs>
0: Do you have a
1: Topa guy, too? Now,
0: you, they are cryptid I'm, connections, I'm, not crypto connections, right? Because yeah, those exactly. are very, very different important.
3: things. <laughs> and they get confused a lot, and it causes a lot of problems. But they are two different things. Um, I'm in the <laughs> market for a new Topa guy, though. So if anyone, like, has any leads, <laughs> my old guy, he vanished. I don't know where he went, I will but...
0: manifest one for you.
2: Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> he will be waiting for you in three days at the uh, Silver Spring Metro Station. Ooh! Are we just talking about drugs now, what would happen? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tulpa up a tulpa for her. <laughs> He's gonna, and then he will help her to acquire other tulpas, like a tulpa life coach. Totally.
3: Wait, wait. <laughs> I would love to take Lynch to make a show about me and a tulpa, like, and we go on little funny misadventures. I think that would
0: be. That would be adorable. Um, do we have any final <laughs> thoughts on? I'm thinking I'm of ending things <laughs> <laughs> other oh, than let's... the fact that she is clearly a Talpa and that needs to be added to the Wikipedia page.
3: I will just say that this movie really did hit me extremely hard. Um, I, I know that there are like, I, I mean, I, there are, parts i didn't totally buy but i think the whole package of the film just really worked for me in terms of looking at what it is like to be perceived as a woman by a person like perceived as a woman in general and like the kind of fantasies that exist to make women fit into a certain mold and how and what that means both for the woman but also for the person who is creating these fantasies and so i thought this was a really fascinating way of looking at that and also just in I mean, I really, I want to write like a million words about how this and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind really go hand in hand in interrogating how men view women and what it means to like have one woman in your head. But what does that really mean? Is she real? Is she not? Does she exist? Is she not? Are those memories or idealized memories? And so I think this is a much more complicated (laughs) look at that than Eternal Sunshine. But I think I really appreciated it and saw it as a frustrating yet interesting look at what it means to hold on to these fantastical ideas and how that can really be more destructive than anything.
0: I like every theme and idea that you just said, and I wish that this movie had delivered them to me in the way that it delivered them to you
1: the last thing i want to say is some of the house scenes really reminded me of texas chainsaw massacre too so oh, i was gonna
0: <laughs> say mother
4: yeah this I is, was, I this also is was definitely, mother. definitely I got mother a, a relationship mother. horror story
0: wait wait yeah, sure. yeah, this, is bad, no, no, so. this is an important question no no this is an important question in this podcast on marybeth did you like mother no i hated. it oh fuck all right, yes! all right friendship over <laughs> It's been a okay. real yo-yo, but I think we've landed see, firmly see, on...
4: Here, here we go. We so, we I try. loved Mother. So, yeah. There
0: it is. So, Bill and I both love Mother, and we both thought that the car at the end was a pickup truck.
4: Hey, there's
3: like some kind of weird personality test that we need to like create to like, <laughs> that, like to talk about what you, who you are as a person. Snugel. When you liked mother, and when you which truck you thought like whose car was it at the end of thinking of ending things.
0: Exactly, that's the only two questions you ever need to ask anyone. <laughs> and you Wait, have you to never agree. about
1: the dog? What was
0: wrong with the dog in this? The dog was just it's de- <clears throat> so dead. This is the funny thing: is the, do- the dog is in fact dead. Here's the thing. It's so the dog what, is
1: dead. The when dog you died, Brian,
0: uh, yeah, the dog is dead. Jimmy, 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 right? Yep, Jimmy's Jimmy, the name Jimmy. of the dog. Okay, yeah, let me just say Jimmy six more times, just to be sure. Jimmy, Jimmy. That was one of the things that I liked in this movie is that when it became kind of clear that she was this person who was trapped, and like I, I was curious, like you know, is he, is he, are his parents, tulpa's, like is he creating. <laughs> like a world for her that they're talking about. Like, cause there were times when it did seem like they were just like improv everything. Like she, he, he's like, there used to be pigs here and they died. And she's like, Oh, okay. Like there's no pigs there. And then she asks, what the hell's up with the, um, with the dead lambs. And then you looked over and like, yeah, there's dead lambs. And now he's like, uh, they're frozen. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're just lambs. This is life on a farm. It really seemed like they were almost fighting each other. Mm -hmm. with the psychic energy of this space and so it was funny because she said like like,
4: even even the fact that like when he is like oh my parents are coming downstairs and then she goes to like stand in the hallway to meet them and he like immediately is like well let me go light some logs for a fire because clearly they're still not coming downstairs i was just like (laughs) what the fuck is going on in this movie i don't understand
3: it's almost like his mind is buffering you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it was, like, Well, well yeah, the,
4: sev- the several, like, uh, stutters and stuff like that that happens. Uh, I oh, noticed, my God, like, the
0: stuttering in this movie was incredible. Yeah.
4: They, they, they like, repeat lines a couple of times, and I was just like, holy shit, am I watching the Matrix and, like, the cat just walked <laughs> past twice? Like, what the fuck is going on?
3: And that was, not like, Jimmy, like, his shaking over and over again was almost, like, buffering and, like, or, like, it wasn't loading right. <laughs> like, something was, like, okay. not...
2: Loaded right. correctly. It's,
0: it's, It was I, I liked the fact that like Jimmy only appeared whenever she brought him up because like I, I don't know if any of you do any creative writing, but like What's
1: I that? have I have <laughs> it's when you write
0: creatively Um, and you like I, I was writing once and I got like three pages into a scene and then I was like, fuck, I had this guy have a dog and I haven't talked about the dog in like three pages and I think I just had him like go into two different restaurants and no one ever mentioned the dog. And so like. When you're creating something like that off the cuff extemporaneously, it, it's like, oh, yeah, we have a dog. And then you just like never think about it again. But if she's gaining sentience or if she is an outside person that has now been brought into this psychic space where he is capable of controlling matter, it would be the type of thing where, you know, uh, she would ask where the dog is. <clears throat> and then his immediate thought would be like, OK, well, let's have the dog appear and do a dog like thing that attracts her attention. So she stops wondering where the dog is. And that answer would be have the dog shake off some water and just accidentally not stop. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, this is all his, his fantasy. And so there is stuff like that. And we see poor Jimmy in an urn. Hmm. Poor Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. That's what this movie should be called. I knew that there was something up when he lit those logs and they immediately burst into flames. Oh yeah, that was, yeah. I didn't that was even my think first cue. That. You were
3: like, "That's not how fires work."
0: Yeah, I've started many a fire in my life, and uh, <laughs> he's either the best oh, okay. fire starter.
3: Weird flex, but okay.
0: All of them have been legal.
1: I well, won't even okay. say
0: that. A lot of them probably have been illegal, but none of them have been destructive.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, there we go. Okay, okay. look, I don't Excellent. know where
0: you can and can't have a bonfire, Michael. I don't have time to look up <laughs> permits. Anyway. um... <laughs> When you're you're drunk and someone says we should have a fire, uh, sometimes you just start a fire. Um, Anyway, that's uh, all for today.
3: (laughs) Super. And this is what Brian tells us about his history of arson.
0: (laughs) It's not arson. It's always bonfires. You can't be arson if you make a s'more over it. (laughs) (laughs) It's about Uh, you, Brian. That's not true, but
4: okay. Oh there is there is now the, uh, the Smores Arsonist that has uh, run rampant in the DC area. But uh, yeah.
2: The Smores Arsonist.
4: And he he signs everything for Yeah, er yeah.
0: No. I just I'll I'll just like it's a series of warehouse fires and in each one a single s'more is found. <laughs> All right. Um and he, Anyway, I made a dumb. T- <laughs> I've reduced Mary Beth's appeals of laughter. I feel like that's a good way to go out. Um, yeah. Does anyone have any actual final concrete, meaningful thoughts on I'm thinking of ending things? Mary Beth, do you feel is there, there's anything that we did not touch upon that you were hoping to talk about?
3: No, I think I'm just really fixated on this idea. I keep saying it over like a broken record about the construction of women and men's minds and what happens when maybe those constructions take on a life of their own and have to confront what it means to be a fantasy.
0: So that's your I'm thinking of ending things, because that is a thought that you've had that now is unstoppable. Mm. Hmm. (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah (laughs) yeah you just Uh, broke her i
3: didn't mean to (laughs) and then my my, brain just kind of sparks
0: (laughs) all right well this has been an interesting (sighs) podcast uh a little bit last podcast on the left a little bit (laughs) a little bit movie review a whole lot of fun um so that's it for today uh don't forget to go to (laughs) patreon.com slash the film stage show to give us your money um weird. also yes, again
1: give us your money give us, give us, why would you
0: after <laughs> listening to all of this why would you not want to give us your money that's the real question
2: oh, where else are you okay. going to
0: find entertainment that like runs the gamut from pauline kale to tulpas to uh, if you would like to see the picture of the chuba <laughs> copper that i sent follow me on twitter <laughs> Also, don't forget that we were brought to you by Mubi, M-U-B-I dot com slash film stage for your free 30 day trial of Mubi. There's a lot of great stuff. New Brazilian cinema, the new auteurs, um, the unusual subjects, and of course, new Taiwanese cinema all happening right now. That is M-U-B-I dot com slash film stage. Michael Snydell, what are we talking about next week? I have no idea. What? <laughs>
1: If there's an antonio campos i don't i don't know if we're going to talk about that one it might be another classic episode i don't know what about uh, if it's Chad? a classic if it's a classic mm-hmm. episode i will say it will be a bad lieutenant port of new orleans but Oh, it's I not going to be jurassic have, park 3 it is not going to be jurassic park 3 despite the and not jackass wide cries for you know what i would totally do jackass but uh i don't know
0: yes um good work bill <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you do david thewlis's jackass brand
0: <laughs> i'm david thewlis and today i'm going to pick up a fucking pig that's covered in maggots um <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is jackass <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm David Thewlis. Welcome to Jackass. This is the Maggot Pig. Um,
1: <laughs> a, a witch's tit and a gold uh, and a, brazier. a brass Brass bracer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <brass>. right. <laughs> I like have. I love David Thewlis beyond words. I just watched James and the Giant Peach with my daughter, and um, he's creepy. I rewatched that recently. He, yeah, that is he's, a creepy he's Great movie. as the uh, the the earthworm in that. Mm.
4: Yeah, I can see him playing an earthworm. That makes it's sense. stop
0: motion. I mean, he didn't. It's not like mocap. Though I would kill to no, no, see no, a I, mocap. I, I, David Thule's Earthworm. Yeah, um, that
4: movie.
0: Yeah, that's a creepy ass movie, but it's really good. Um, my daughter liked it. It's also very easy for parents. Uh, if you have trouble keeping character names straight, all of the bugs are just named the bug that they are.
2: <laughs>
0: it's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. So, um, what named, so, what is the, was, the latest what? film that your daughter's obsessed
1: with, Brent? Um, she's she's totally really gotten into.
0: No, it's not Rango anymore. Um, that's sad that that has passed. Uh, she's really into, we've watched The Incredibles and Incredibles 2 a lot. And you should watch uh, Troll Hunters on Netflix. I'm not going to show her a Netflix original animation series when there's like actual cinema to be watched.
4: Well, this is made by Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> so. Oh, I don't
0: feel like that's like a selling him. point for me. Um, I, oh, like a, I like a lot of his <laughs> stuff, but <laughs> I, I find, well, let's calm down. Let me. <laughs> I I'm like a lot of on
1: this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of his stuff. I don't. I don't feel like I. I don't know. I just. I don't know how to follow that up. I have liked many Guillermo del Toro films, but I just don't feel like him making a of a, a TV show about kids hunting trolls is like something that I'm into. Um, she's really into Winnie the Pooh to the point where this morning I asked her what she wanted for breakfast, and she just kept saying honey over and over again. <laughs> Um, so I made her a piece of toast and then slathered it in honey. There you
4: go. Because I was like, just I'm not just gonna let character. you Winnie the Pooh what, what? this
0: jar of honey. That's just what crazy. about uh
4: what what's the what's the bear movie? The bear movie. Uh,
0: uh the Revenant. Revenant.
1: The Country Bears.
4: <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> the one with
4: the hat. Oh, Brave. The the hat. No, th- God damn it. Paddington. She likes Brave. <laughs>
0: Paddington.
2: Paddington.
0: I don't. Where do where can I where can I watch Paddington? Probably that- Netflix. Me, yeah.
3: Oh, Paddington! It'd be so fun for your daughter to watch. How old's your daughter? She is four. Oh yeah, Paddington's on Hulu.
0: Oh, okay, great. Oh, yeah,
3: this is premium subscription, so that probably means you have to have some weird add-on. I don't know what that. What I am. Um,
0: I feel like I have that. I'll have to talk to my friend who actually has it.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Paddington. I
0: just... No, Paddington rules. Uh, she and I watched Paddington when she was like two, and she really liked it. So I'm sure that it would hold up for her in uh... some way. <laughs> But my, my, the problem then is she's watching Winnie the Pooh and she's demanding honey. I don't know where the fuck I'm going to get some marmalade if she starts yes, asking so that's, why,
4: that's why I was asking if she yeah. had
0: seen Paddington, because she would be obsessed with marmalade. Literally be easier for me to make a chocolate ganache than to make marmalade.
3: <laughs> Pretty sure you can buy it at the grocery store, marmalade.
0: I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't live in Britain. Um.
3: Hey. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: That's uh that's just your average grocery store. I'll I'll go yes. on Instacart and I'll see if uh, my shoppers has marmalade. You
4: you can't just buy it from Amazon? Tell it to buy you from the buy Amazon
0: marmalade, Amazon <laughs> Basics marmalade? Like really?
4: <laughs> Amazon no, not, don't go with the brand,
0: like the store brand, the Amazon brand. Oh boy. Uh, I'm, just gonna start, I'm just gonna,
3: like I'm going to I'm going to start sending you like anonymous packages of marmalade now i don't know how i'm gonna do that but like just well, leaving
4: you it. do you do know his
0: uh his distillery so yeah it's true yeah. so i can
3: just say I go to the distillery and leaving jars of marmalade just
4: around
0: but now i'll know it's you i i hope though this is going out on a podcast so he's like 700 people sending me marmalade um
1: <laughs> so we nice don't break. in terms of <laughs> a nice happen, like this is pretty harmless I Jackass would be like, it. not mean enough. I and can't eat that much marmalade. Cold.
0: You're going to eat all of it, Brian. <laughs> I have to. It's a gift.
4: Just give it to snack the snake.
0: The snake doesn't eat marmalade, Bill.
4: <laughs> okay.
0: It needs carbs.
4: Are there Is carbs in marmalade? Garbage. Okay. What you? What are there carbs in marmalade? Yes, it's, it's called marmalade, not
0: carbalade. I don't know. It's
4: a jelly. It is a jelly. Oh, what the fuck? God. That's has, sugar.
0: How did this happen? How did Mary Beth do and, this to us? Jesus,
4: I just have that effect on people. I guess I don't know. <laughs> what 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 movie are we doing next? Yes. I said I don't know. No no no. no, no. With Mary Beth. Oh wow. Oh.
1: No. Something, on, something about a cryptid, like, What? You can come on whenever you'd like. Great, sounds amazing. You, and
0: you can pick the movie. Um, so we can do like you know that Werner Herzog Nessie thing. <laughs> we could do the man who Flat killed Hitler episode. and then the Bigfoot.
4: Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. We What's could it? do Mothman prophecies.
3: Oh my god! Oh my god! So ridiculous! Holy shit. I am. Um, <laughs> I, would love to I have good I would love to
0: talk about the Mothman prophecies with y'all.
3: Chapstick. It's... <laughs> and I read the book, so.
0: Oh my God. That's amazing. Well now, yeah, we have, have to do my, that. We the have to have on you on. My
3: shelf sitting there waiting for someone else to read it.
0: I, um, I once had the idea for a podcast called Movies That Don't Exist, and it was basically just going to be like, like what's a movie that like literally no one has talked about in 20 years? And it would be like mid-budget, you know programmer thriller stuff like the mothman prophecies mm-hmm. so <clears throat> i have watched that recently weirdly enough richard gear yes who was in days of heaven bringing it back all right yes. uh michael Snidell, what are we talking about next week
3: i mean you're already- <laughs> <laughs> the third time you've asked him that question it's really
0: fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm right now just reenacting our, our own version of i'm thinking of ending things um <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of uh, movies that we reviewed, Michael Snydell, what are we talking about next week? (laughs) Yes. Uh, It's treacherous out there. Um, Here comes
4: the giant hook from left stage. Let's go. It's
0: stage left. It's not left stage. Anyway, this isn't baseball. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's it's too late for this. I need to go. Uh, Let's (laughs) tell the fine people at home where we can be found between now and the next time when we talk about a movie that we don't know what it is yet. Um, so let's start with our guest, Mary Beth. Where can people find more of your work online?
3: So you can find me on Twitter at McAndrews. I write all over the internet, mostly about horror films. And so, you know, come check me out there. I also co-host a podcast called Scarred for Life Podcast, which is at Scarred Podcast on Twitter, where my co-host Terry and I talk to people in the horror industry about the films that scared them as kids.
0: That's awesome. Very fun. So clearly we have to have What's you back around awesome like episode? the Halloween time.
3: I Yes, I would love to be back around Halloween time because... Horror is everything to me.
1: Uh, Mayor Beth, what was your most recent episode?
3: Most recent episode. Well, there's actually one coming out tomorrow. Um, We, the one that just came out last week was um, David Marmer who directed One Bedroom, which is on Netflix. Now we talked about 2001, a space odyssey, which was great. And then, (laughs) um, Monday. This the most recent episode that's coming out tomorrow. It's with uh, Laura Girolamo, who is a film festival director and writer from Canada. We talk about the witches. Nice. So what's the,
1: the, what, the uh, Jack Nicholson one? Or um, no, no th- thinking of
3: oh, the, this is the Angelica Houston one where she. Yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Jack Nicholson, Nicholson is Witches of Eastwick, right? Yes, Witches yeah. of
2: Eastwick.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. bad. So wait, what's uh, what's, what's be- the movie that scarred you as a child?
3: So. Uh, there's two, but the one I talked about was Poltergeist.
0: Okay, all right.
3: Poltergeist or Jaws? Those were the two that like really fucked me up as a kid.
2: Mm, and now I
3: watch like multiple horror movies a day, so obviously it, it led to a very interesting career path for me.
0: <laughs> Same. <laughs> I um, I would have to say like the trailer for Child's Play.
2: Because <laughs> mm, I the never saw.
0: Though. Yeah, I never saw trailer. the movie, but like the trailer was playing somewhere when I was very young and like I became obsessed with this idea of a doll trying to kill me. Or uh, The Lamb Before Time Two. <laughs> okay, which which part there in Lamb Before Time Two? When they make Chomper leave. Oh. Yeah,
3: it's true. <laughs> I had a similar moment with Babe Babe Two Pig in the City, where they make all the dogs leave the hotel. Oh man. And I cried. My mom had to turn off a TV because I was like, Where are they taking the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Sensitive love, animal lover over here.
0: I am um, like I watched Lamb Before Time with my daughter and then like you know, it's on HBO and it's like next up, like well, you should watch Lamb Before Time too. And I was like, fuck no
3: We <laughs> <laughs> will not be watching this.
0: Nope. Fucking um, Disney Plus <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not Disney, I don't think. I think that's a Spielberg production, like an Amblin or a touchstone oh, or something. Yeah. Anyway, Bill Graham, where can people find you online between now and the next time?
4: Uh, you can find me sending uh, old times orange marmalade to Schmidt Spirits on Twitter <laughs> at @cablebfg, BFG. So and uh, you can also find me on uh, Instagram at Billstagram. Um, but yeah, uh, there's all sorts of marmalade on Amazon. Um, you can
0: choose packs of one or packs of six
4: so okay if anyone is planning on
0: doing this please do packs of one and also wait a month because there is not someone at the distillery every single day and i don't want to show up to a five-day-old overcooked boiled in jar box of marmalade thank you that is my one ask otherwise feel free to send me marmalade michael Snydell.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at @snidal, where I will be telling you to ignore Brian's uh, previous I, I just said six. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at @snidal. I'm on Letterboxd, uh, Intermission Podcast, uh, Christine from antonio campos is uh, in time for his new film on netflix oh this so Friday. you know what
0: your podcast is doing next but you don't know what we're doing next i see how it is exactly matters more brian me or divided you. loyalty that's what this is <laughs> it's the same parent company it's not like i'm <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> it's like how the film stage has now just become a parent company <laughs> it's the new okay. Viacom um so anyway <laughs> the, that's uh oh wait I still gotta give mine you can find me on literally every single social media network of which I am aware uh, at Brian J. Rowan my personal site BrianJRowan.com uh my website uh for my distillery which we've talked a lot about is SchmidtSpirits.com. we just it's released ten three sixty 10 Drive in Beltsville Maryland
3: are <laughs> we, we doxing him right now for Marmalade? <laughs> <laughs>
4: boxing. I mean boxing with
3: marmalade is boxing is the new trend. It's,
1: could just
0: Google it, but Yeah, you mean whack. like it's a it's a business, like it's address and yes. it's everything rather. Um please don't call the phone number though, because that's not my phone number.
4: I don't have the phone number. <laughs> okay, so. great.
0: So anyway, um yeah, uh that's I- check that out. Um that's great. <laughs> if you're in the area, come and drink something. Um, and uh yeah, you can find every episode of this podcast at filmstage.com as well as a bunch of my writing and stuff, so please do that as well. Um, and make sure to join us next week when we'll be talking about uh Michael Snyder. What are we talking about next week?
2: (laughs) I got one snort, that's
0: good enough for me. Um TBD, watch this space, follow us at Filmstage Show on Twitter to find out what we'll be talking about next week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next time.
2: to real in all see but it was just my mind.